Good morning, I'm Nathan, and this is Word in Motion. This is a pod for looking in the mirror of Scripture each day, seeing our imperfect selves, and making one change each day to live and love as God intended. I love the story of Jairus' daughter. It may be the most real-life moment where someone was told, do not fear, in Scripture. Some of the, in fact, many of the do not fear times are more big picture, more general terms, do not fear in the future, do not fear at some point. But we're going to see today a very tangible, gut-wrenching type of fear. And the counter to it is still a really familiar answer. Let's look at Mark chapter 5, starting in verse 21. And when Jesus had crossed again in the boat to the other side, a great crowd gathered about him, and he was beside the sea. And then came one of the rulers of the synagogue, Jairus by name. And seeing him, he fell at his feet and implored him earnestly, saying, My little daughter is at the point of death. Come and lay your hands on her, so that she may be made well and live. And he went with him, jumping ahead to verse 35, while he was still speaking. There came from the ruler's house some who said, Your daughter is dead. Why trouble the teacher any further? But overhearing what they said, Jesus said to the ruler of the synagogue, Do not fear, only believe. And he allowed no one to follow him except Peter, James, and John, the brother of James. And they came to the house of the ruler of the synagogue, and Jesus saw a commotion, people weeping and wailing loudly. And when he had entered, he said to them, Why are you making a commotion and weeping? The child is not dead, but sleeping. And they laughed at him, but he put them all outside and took the child's father and mother and those who were with him, and went in where the child was, and taking her by the hand, he said to her, Talitha kumi, which means, Little girl, I say to you, arise. And immediately the girl got up and began walking, for she was twelve years of age, and they were immediately overcome with amazement. And he strictly charged them that no one should know this, and told them to give her something to eat. Your daughter is dead. It's over every parent's worst nightmare, and I can only imagine the anguish and despair that accompanies that news. And in the face of that, Jesus can say, do not fear, only believe. It's one thing to make that statement in general terms, about abstract future fears that haven't actually presented themselves. Hey, when things happen in the future, don't fear, only believe. Even a verse I love says, in this world you will have tribulation. Even that is abstract in its fear. It's not talking about a specific fear in that moment. But this, standing face to face with a father who just lost his daughter. This is boots on the ground, in the moment, fear and pain. And belief, faith, Jesus ultimately is still the answer. His power and authority is not just for some future time in some future theoretical scenario. It's for your fears today, right now. And that's a critical mistake we make. We think the gospel, the good news of Jesus, is for when we die, someday in the future. Okay, I accept Christ, so someday in the future, when I die, I get to go to heaven. That's great. But I have fears now. I have anxieties right now, things that I'm stressed about and worried about right now, and I will for the rest of my physical life. How does the gospel help me before heaven? Jesus told his followers that he would be with them always. He sent the Holy Spirit as a constant helper and teacher and guide. He gave us his words as a constant source of direction and encouragement. In green pastures and beside still waters, walking through the valley of the shadow of death, surrounded by evil. 
Equally, the Good Shepherd is with us. His rod and staff comfort us. Safe to say, Jairus, having lost his daughter, is plunged into the valley of the shadow of death. But Jesus' counter to his fear is not someday. It's not future future hope of glory and of reuniting with his daughter. It's right now. Do not fear right now, only believe. Even this tragedy right now is under control within God's sovereign will. So today, let me ask you to visit two verses on your own in your own time. Luke 11, 5 through 13 and Romans 8, 26 through 30. Think about yourself as a child of God and God, think about God as your father and see what perspective that puts on your fear. See how that changes the size and intimidation of your fears. How big and how scary are they in the context of who your father is? Now that doesn't mean the fear will instantly be gone. Those things are still there. They're still real and tangible and scary. But as the identity of God and your identity in relation to him, as that comes into more focus and more awareness, you might be less anxious little by little, less fearful little by little. Give it time, only believe. Let me pray for you. God, you promised to be with us. You promised to have our fears and concerns, all the things that we're worried about under control. You promise that these things come out for the best, maybe not the best as we would always choose them, but the best as you can see them, which is you see everything, you know everything, you can do everything, and you have planned this all out perfectly for your will. God, as, as the prayer goes, grant us the, the serenity, I would say the faith, to accept the things we cannot change, the courage, Lord, the boldness to change the things that we can, and your wisdom, your perspective, your worldview to know the difference. Lord, we lay our fears at your feet, at your all-powerful, all-knowing, all-seeing, and all-loving feet. Lord, and we trust you with the results in Jesus' name. Amen. Hey, thanks for listening. I'm Nathan. This is Word in Motion. Have a great day.